1: This episode of the Syrupcast is sponsored by SAP. With sensors streaming millions of data points from our cars, cribs, smart meters, and manufacturing floors, we have the information to make better spontaneous decisions. Join a webcast on December 6th with Internet of Things expert Michael Martin as he explores the opportunities in our connected world. Welcome to
2: the Cast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic, Senior Editor here at Mobile Syrup. I'm joined by a wonderful cast of characters, including my good friend, Patrick O'Rourke. What's up? How are you, Patrick? Pretty good. Kind of tired, but pretty good. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. That's what I do every week. Rose Bihar.
0: Hey, everybody.
2: And uh, social uh, commentator, and many other things <laughs> I'm Like
3: i am left out here, you just went right past me. Last my but feeling. not least, I guess Zach I guess. Gilbert, how are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Yourself? Did you hand out some um, uh, portraits? Yeah, for- I was
3: in I was in LA the other week, and I was just like going to everyone like here. I was sitting at Starbucks. Yeah, headshots. I was sitting at Starbucks for five minutes and pretending to write on my computer a, a script. Because that's what you do. Screenwriter. That's what Screenwriter. Starbucks for. Exactly. It's for. Sorry, no. It's called the coffee bean. They don't have. They coffee. have Starbucks, but it's the coffee bean there. So that. I was chilling at the coffee bean.
0: Yeah, and and then you just harassed a bunch of directors that you like, saw. Hey, you, you director? Hey, read like, my script.
3: No, I'm not a director. I'm just getting a freaking coffee bud. Anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> uh, this is not a podcast about movies. Instead, it is a podcast about mobile technology. In case this is your first cast, we are on episode 98. It is the week of December 2nd, uh, so happy December. We're going to jump to the music, and then we'll get right into the topics. So, welcome back. Uh, this week, company called uh, Windmobile. Well, actually, they're not called Windmobile anymore. They're called Freedom Mobile. <laughs> One would say they were gone with the wind.
1: Yes, <laughs> that should have been the should have been the headline. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah.
2: um, they promised to launch their LTE network uh, this week on Sunday. In fact, the twenty seventh, I believe, of November. That's right. Yep. It is now December second, as I said in the intro, and uh, there is no LTE network. But yet. they
1: but they did launch it. It's they, just not publicly yeah. available. One might say it is, it is a ridiculous. soft launch. Yeah, I, I
3: swear, if you were there at the press conference. The CEO is having his fingers behind his back, crossed.
2: He said, yeah, we're going to launch it on the 27th. So, Rose, do you want to take us through what happened (laughs) since you are a telecom expert?
0: Well, so they said they launched it. And then the very select people that would even have a chance to check it out, which would be those people who have the LG V20 um, and are in the downtown core of Toronto or Vancouver, uh, were like, well, actually, it's not working. It's Mm -hmm. not available and they were like okay well that's because we still have to do some testing and optimization it is launched for all 10 devices <laughs> but it's not it's it is launched but it is not launched did they so, did
1: they give a public like launch date when someone who's on freedom right now will be able to use it
0: uh, they did not no they, they the didn't give weeks. any hard yeah this okay. is like the coming weeks yep. Um, although, one piece of good news is that there is now another phone that you can access that LTE network on, and that's the ZTE Grand X4, which is Top a 300 mind. buck. phone. A uh, it's a bit bar.
2: expensive right like i was uh, someone in our comments was like hey like on cricket mobile which i've never heard of before small but the, us a- yeah, fantastic yeah. name for uh they, 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 they have yeah.
1: ads on sling tv all the time so i, yeah. I know who they are yeah.
2: <laughs> yes but they have the zt grand x4 uh it's different bands, so you even if you could mm. buy it on cricket it probably wouldn't work here yeah um but yeah it, what, seems,
0: they have it for less than 300 much less well, I mean, that's the U.S. though for you. It's America. Three hundred here is pretty good, and yeah. like it'll be zero dollars down, so that's good. How much yeah. is
2: it in the U.S.? It's like one twenty-nine. One twenty-nine.
3: It's yeah. three hundred here. So that's yeah. a little bit. It's a little bit more than just a little bit of for... a
0: markup. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But we're used it's
3: to that's,
2: it. The, it's those sweet band sixty-six and band <laughs> four LT bands, man.
0: But people got so mad about this situation. And um, I'd be interested to hear whether you guys think it's fair to be mad at Freedom for this because essentially my take on it was, well, this is, you know, sure, they rolled it out clumsily, but this is a good thing. They are trying to get LTE to their users, and it's not really their fault that they have to use AWS 3 Band 66, uh, which is pretty obscure. It's not really their fault. It's it's the big three are hoarding the rest of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. So i don't know if it's really
2: fair to me i I think
1: it's just like the reality of the canadian telecom industry they're they're doing Mm -hmm. the best that they can with what they have available right
2: i just think it is interesting uh in hindsight you know like uh when they announced this rebranding um our own ian hardy spoke to mr christich and he was like well you know the wind mobile brand had so much baggage and here we are on week one Accruing baggage. Uh, accruing <laughs> so, right? a fair amount of baggage. baggage right. I know. So um, perhaps it would have been better to, you know, wait to do this rebranding and instead, you know, launch the LT network and be like, and one more thing. We're no longer called WinMobile. We are now Freedom Mobile.
0: Sort of an Apple style. Yeah. Feel. Steve Jobs style. Yeah. And the best is yet to come. Oh. We have a much cheesier yeah, name. So, That's you know, like,
2: so... <laughs> I mean, I worked uh, at the Apple store uh, in university and, you know, the, you were you genius, genius, uh, <laughs> I was just a retail specialist. Okay. And um, the thing that they always stressed at Apple was uh, under promise over delivery, yeah. right? Yeah. So you would, a customer would come in and they may be like, they're like, oh, like my, my phone is broken or, you know, whatever. And you're like. Um, you don't promise anything, right? You just yeah. say, let me speak to my manager, right? Or like uh, normally our po- you tell them what the policy is. So like, uh, you know, like let's say they bought the MacBook, uh, the old MacBook, uh, because we have the MacBook Pro here. They bought the old MacBook Pro the day before the new one got announced. And they like, oh, like, can I exchange it? And you're like, well, our policy is not to exchange, but let me talk to our manager. And then the manager will come in and be like, la-di-da-da-da yeah we'll exchange it right Right. so um but long story short that is how you should run your carrier or any company right like right
0: Uh, that's why yeah it was super clumsy the way that they handled this whole sort of transition Mm -hmm. of brands and the lte rollout um and and i think they definitely know that and they've definitely been having some terrible feedback especially Mm -hmm. on social media and so recently The um, senior vice president, Glenn, Glenn Campbell, senior vice president of commercial at uh, Freedom Mobile, sent out an email with like, you know, a signature at the bottom, um, just offering this retention plan for people who were in Toronto and in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, it was was sort of uh, revealed as like, oh, it's it's just a great promo for our existing customers. But that is what you call a retention plan. Mm-hmm. And so it offered an extra, like, gig of data.
2: So, Zach, what's well, your take on this as a social media expert?
3: Yeah, so people were pissed. Yeah. Like, we had a decent amount of incoming messages on various networks yeah, and in so. the comments and stuff like that. And people were like, I've been with Wynn since I started here and whatever, whatever, and now I'm getting screwed. Like, justifiably, like, they, you know, they have the reasons to be angry, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you went to Tim Hortons and they give you a coffee instead of a tea... You have a reason to be angry, just like these people have a reason to be angry that their LT's not working.
0: They, but they didn't ask. They didn't go and order a coffee. It was just Freedom Mobile being like, "Here's coffee." Uh, Actually, it's tea.
1: So, but it's (laughs) great. That's the best way to describe it. I like that. Oops, it's tea. So that happened to me a couple days ago. So on that, it's it's
3: it's the fact that this is the fact. So. How long have they been saying, guys? We're bringing you LTE network. We're bringing this to you. It's not saying what phone or not. You know, not giving you those limitations. Just over promising this awesome network that we're going to bring you very soon. Okay. And say you're a customer. You've been with them for three years, four years. You're like, you know what? The last two years I've been with you them. They've been promising LTE network, and then everything's great. And now they're just like, oh, by the way, the phone you bought three weeks ago, four weeks ago, not going to work. But then you're saying, yeah.
2: here. I mean, so <coughs> Peter Novak you know, as he has wanted to do with his hot takes, had a great hot take. And he's like, the only, you know, all it was in a tweet to me, and he was like, well, the only freedom this is granting you is freedom from superior networks, (laughs) right, from good networks. Well,
0: I mean, it's still, like, in general, freedom does grant you freedom from the big three. Mm -hmm. And I know that maybe people, like, if people were hanging on for the LTE network only, um, then I would be, yeah, yeah I would be more sympathetic, but, but I think the grand majority of people on wind or what, what is now freedom, um, are just there for the prices. They know and, that they're going to have to sac- anyone, sacrifice the, anyone
1: network. I know, uh, that's on wind are often people that I grew up with in Brampton who rarely leave the GTA. Um, and the reason why they're with wind is because it's so cheap that that was the reason why um I haven't talked to them I don't know if they're going to stick with it now but that that was like exactly what you're saying was why they subscribed to them in the in the first place well,
3: yeah I agree like that it totally makes sense but these people like the average consumer doesn't understand and not to put any you know downplay anyone or anything like that but they just don't understand LTE is LTE to them band 66 band whatever they just don't know so they've got I've got an LTE phone
1: why You're it telling it me, work. why the yeah. hell is it not working? I don't even think the average consumer even knows what LTE is. They just know that when they open up a web page, it takes a really long time <laughs> <laughs> on when. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll, they'll see their friend well, an LTE you can see they, in the top you know, corner. Like it says oh, but, LTE yeah. or 3G. Yeah. But
2: it just seems like, you know, for the last couple of years, for whatever reason, it, they may be to- reasons totally out of uh, freedom's control, but, like, they just haven't been able to get their, their stuff together, right? Like, you uh, – the last time I was at the airport with my dad – his phone did, like, simply did not work. He was on, he's on wind then, right? Like this is Pearson international airport. You would think like there must be somewhere they could build a tower near that airport. Like it, it's not like it's really pricey land in and around airport road, right? Like it's not a great place to live, you know? So yeah, well,
0: I, I don't know. Actually, it might be pricey
2: land. It might be pricey now, know. who knows?
3: But it's one place that you want to make sure you've got coverage
2: of, The one place in all of Toronto where you would hope to have coverage is Pearson Air. Yeah. Right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I agree, but I do just, I really do sympathize with Freedom and Wind and always just sort of appreciate what they're trying to do. And, Mm. you know, more phones are coming in 2017. Um, Hopefully, maybe they'll get their hands on more Spectrum. That would be amazing. But I can only hope.
1: I don't sympathize with the bear. I don't like the bear. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I find the bear scary. He sleeps under your bed. It looks like he sleeps under your bed. Um, I get the rebranding. I just didn't like the bear. Just I, I to don't like, like. I don't know. Did terrifying. we
3: talk about the rebranding last week? Because I, I wasn't on the podcast, we did. but I just yeah, want to touch did. on that.
1: I don't agree with it.
3: So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think it's this whole launch has been ill-planned.
0: Their website is actually hard to get to. Like when you try to type in Freedom Mobile in Google, it it takes you ju- like usually takes you to the wrong website, this, like, uh, uh, phone reseller Yeah, <laughs> in the U.S.
3: Well, okay, so the big thing, they had brand equity in Wind. Whether they mm-hmm. purchased that brand equity or not, they had it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now when you look at freedom, you're, you're building something from scratch. Nobody knows what that means.
2: Right, and I also wanted to say, like, uh, I think I made this point back in uh, last week, but Wind is a brand that is... It has equity, as you said, in parts of Europe. Um, I don't know their full reach, but wind, as a as you know, because of its lower price plan, is something that people just moving to Canada hop on, right? Like, and for some people, they're coming from countries where wind was a thing, right? Yeah. And so, um, I don't know how big the market is for that specific consumer, but that's still you know something. Why, like, discount that or why throw that away, Well, and, and among other things? So the thing,
3: building a brand from scratch is, is hard and impossible. You see so many companies fail because mm-hmm. they're not, you know, their brand, their name isn't synonymous with anything. So if you think about it on a daily basis, like, if you just thought how many brand messages you see in a day, like, just throw out a number. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, my
0: gosh. probably like
3: how many, 150. Like, 100. 100,
1: thousands? It's thousands. Oh. I would, so I would so say okay. thousands. Every
3: <laughs> car that you see drive by, every building, every store, every right.
1: ad, yeah. every... Th- thing on your phone everything you see Like in this this room right now you can see our recorder you can see the back of a laptop with the logo on it because that's considered a brand message yeah exactly so
3: you get brand confusion right so you get so many brand messages coming out at you and you just your brain just cannot comprehend and cannot keep this all in so wind drop sorry freedom dropping wind now they're starting with a brand that has no credibility
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems no- like- and started on the wrong foot with this LT exactly right? right.
3: So you've got this new brand you're trying to build. It's spending a lot of money building that out, and I you just you know messed up on a launch of an LTE network. Right. So why do and- not you? Why didn't you wait for everything to be yeah. ready for your customers and then go boom, boom, boom? Right. This is what we got. This we got. Or hey, just go Shaw Mobile. That would have been the smartest thing to do yeah. because right. that that brand is across Canada already.
0: Yeah, yeah it is weird, eh? And also, they've associated themselves with a terrifying bear. As yes, yeah.
1: the bear that um, I don't particularly like, but but Ian's daughter likes likes the bear. He, he mm-hmm. showed a photo of the freedom bear to her, and she was a big fan. Uh, um, I, I I mean, like I get the whole have a friendly creature sort of embody what your business is about, but uh, there's just childish. there's just something off about the bear. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's it's hard to have to put you a seen Chucky? On. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> okay, <laughs> the same kind of thing. Um, um, yeah.
2: Right, so from one failure to another, um, <laughs> this week. Um, well, the
3: story is unwritten. I wouldn't, you know, just a. I wouldn't call yeah. it a failure yet. Yes. But
2: the story is unwritten. From one breaking point to another. <laughs> um, so this week, um, you know, Mobile Super was the first to report on an issue that cropped up with the Pixel and Pixel Excel. Um, it's something that's been happening a lot in with international versions of the phone. But basically, what it is, uh, Pixel owners they go to take a phone. And if their phone is having poor, excuse me, 4G connectivity um, and they're going to take a picture, the camera app will freeze and these like really unsightly uh, pink and purple lines will appear. It kind of looks like almost... um, what it there's a word for it. Uh glitch art. Yeah, it uh, looks like glitch art. It looks like glitch art. It's actually pretty cool. Uh <laughs> terrible if you experience it because your photo is ruined.
1: There's actually like an overlay in uh glitch wizard. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think Rose is familiar with that app yeah. that does something yeah. very oh, similar should, to
2: this. I should get in touch with your friend and be like, man, this is the new
0: Uh oh, they're coming for you. <laughs> they built it right into the <laughs> yeah. phone. Yeah.
2: It's yeah. A, this is not a feature. problem, it's yeah. a feature, yeah. <laughs> um but, yeah, so we were the first to report on it. Subsequently, 9to5Google picked it up, Android Authority, um, XDA developers, so if XDA... Dabs, Igor. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, I will not dab for you guys uh, because I will embarrass myself. Um, yeah, and so um, Go- I asked Google for comment. They haven't gotten back to me with a comment. Yeah. Um, but it's this is not the first issue with the pixels camera. It you is You know, the not. lens flare... The LTE issue has been resolved, but... um, Not for all, it's for some people. Gone better. Yeah. Yeah. And and
0: also interesting that there's some sort of connection between 4G connectivity and in this camera issue, and I'm not sure how that works. So it probably
2: has a relation to do with Google Photos. Yeah. Right? And, I
1: mean, for better or worse, these phones are always online, right? That's true. I I think some of it stems from the phone just being rushed. Yeah, because, yeah that's yeah, what I would say. Eight months, I think, is that it was like time, yeah. from from when they decided they were going to do this right. to it actually being released. So, I mean, they probably didn't do all the testing that they typically would have done. I right. agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, I wanted to lead this conversation to specific places. First,
2: you know, Rose, you've since using this, uh, since I gave you my unit, you've kind of were a fan and now you're not a fan. Um, so, can you first, I guess, list some of your issues with it. And then I think it's really important that we talk about like, you know, when this phone came out, it came out to glowing reviews. Even Patrick loved it. Yep. Uh, I had only used it for a couple days and I said like, yeah, it's a pretty decent phone. Like, I like it. Um, That's, there's to be fair though, they're like Tons of people tweeted me. They're like, I love this phone. The camera, it, the pictures it takes are so great. Like, look at my cute dog. Oh, yeah. Right?
0: I mean, there's some things that, especially if you've just started using it, mm-hmm. feel so good. Like, it is so snappy. It is mm-hmm. so responsive. And the UI is better than any other Android phone you can use, for sure. Um, so that stuff is really impressive at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I did, you know. Well, for me, the um, the connectivity issue was particularly bad, and it really stopped me from using my phone most of the day. So when that update came out, it was great. I'm, I'm still experiencing some drops, but so I, it drops better. from
2: 4G to 3G. So
0: yeah, it had a problem connecting to Band 4 LTE, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't. Dro- it didn't just drop. It just. The connectivity was yeah. entirely gone you couldn't mm-hmm. use your data you couldn't get texts you couldn't like it was just entirely gone and i'd have to restart my phone mm-hmm. so it was like a huge inconvenience just a terrible experience right um
2: you also had the temperature issue
0: well yeah so then the other issue that i've been experiencing now and has only got worse is extreme overheating so this phone will frequently spike to over 40 degrees celsius Mm -hmm. and that's really bad you don't want a phone to continuously get to that level not just because it scorches your hands and it's really really uncomfortable to hold but also because that degrades the battery yeah the upper limit
2: of uh, i learned this yesterday the upper limit of most uh, batteries today is 50 degrees
1: celsius right yeah so you're getting up there. It's, oh,
0: definitely. And over time, that's certainly going to wear it down. It's,
1: so, that happened when you are using Daydream, too, right? Yeah. It, got, it compounded app, it, sort of. Also sure. Snapchat, I'm sure.
0: So using Daydream, um, it the app actually quit because the phone was becoming too overheated. So we weren't able to, like me and my partner were playing with uh, Daydream, and we weren't able to use it very long before it would just completely shut us out. Um, and then the phone would be way too hot uh, to even yeah. handle. So it's that's a huge issue as well. And I've also seen it go on these jags where it uh, runs an app internally and drains the battery within you know mere hours. And I know that that is an Android issue at large, but I think also the like... The oldest
1: Android yeah. issue in the book. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was something that the Pixel was designed to avoid right. to a certain extent yeah.
0: exactly yeah so there's certainly something that the manufacturer and that Google could have uh, done to avoid that so all in all and then of course the design you know it's a little bit chunky it's not the greatest looking when you like it's easily scratched there's a lot that makes me say this is definitely not the best Android phone
3: but so if you look on the other side I haven't used the device yeah. so I can't really comment too much if you look on the other positive side it's cold outside People pay money for hand warmers <laughs> to put in your glove. No problem. <laughs> like, you know, like it's <laughs> the true, most yeah. expensive nine hundred dollar yeah, hand warmer. It you yeah. know it lasts four hours versus those ones you break up and they only last like thirty minutes.
0: That's you know? true.
2: Yeah.
1: Think of it. So, um, yeah. So and,
2: and Pat,
0: you also have you because you've been using the Pixel XL.
1: Yeah, I I switch between using. the the iphone 7 plus and the pixel XL, depending like week yeah. by week um and i still really like the phone yeah. i have experienced some of the problems that you have um the i had the band dropping issue uh, mostly it was happening to me when i would like be somewhere where there was no cell phone signal like on the yeah. subway or in a parking garage or whatever and i would come out and it would just not be able to reconnect okay. yeah. oh my god um, sometimes i would lose connection randomly I think it was happening probably less frequently than it was yeah, for you. Yeah. Um, I didn't experience the overheating issues. I didn't play any super graphically intensive games on it, though. Right. Um, and when I reviewed Daydream, the longest that I used Daydream in one sitting was probably only for an hour. And it got hot, but not as hot as I think you experienced. Mm-hmm. That could be because I didn't use it for long enough. I'm not sure. Um, but this also, uh, what's inter- what I find interesting about this, too, is like, so... Part of what Mobile MobileServe does is we review phones, yep. right? And often we have to review these devices in very specific time constraints uh, because we need to get that review up for when the embargo lifts because that's when the conversation is around that phone. That's when it's relevant. That's when people are searching for it. Um, so with the Pixel, I had a very, like, not a lot of time with it. I had about a week, I think. I, I had less. Le- yeah, may- yeah. Maybe I a little less than yeah. 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 a week. Less, yeah. So it was one of the sh- shortest embargoes that I've ever had to... To work with for anything, um, even like video game stuff, and in that time frame, um, I still stand by like what I said in my review. I oh, sh- it was a definitely. great phone in that time frame, and I've run into subsequent issues with like some of the stuff that w- we've been talking about. Um, but with that said, I think that's why it's important to go back and look at devices it later, is, yeah, because mm-hmm. because they change, right? Yeah, and, and things, and you're going to be doing something eventually.
0: Yeah, I will do a follow up, and, and I think with Pixel. It certainly is the case that there's some people who are experiencing no problems with yeah. their pixel. It's weird. And some people got lemons, right? And I feel like I got a bit of a lemon. But, yeah.
2: Um, but the mistake is like, you can't assume that your experience with it is what everyone else is yeah. having, right? Like, so yeah. you'll see this a lot on Twitter where like someone will be like, I did not like this game or I did not like this phone or this piece of music. And someone will be like, or it's an issue, right? Like, where they're like, oh, I've never experienced this issue, and ergo, this this device is perfect, right? Like, you right. can't, um, it's like a, it's a mistake, right? Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so, um, like, it's so hard to tell with the Pixel, or any device for that matter, like, what is, like, not the failure rate quote, but, like, what is right. the rate at which it's having these issues, right? So there's yeah. even
1: stuff, like, uh, I saw in, like, Every review, but mine. Everybody talked about how easy it is for it to scratch, especially the Gorilla Glass three backing, mm-hmm. and that was something that I didn't run into at all with the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else did, which I've always found interesting too. Like, and I, I like to think that I take reasonable you, care yeah. of my phone. Very
0: good care, I'd say. Yeah,
1: sure. but but also I'm not like insanely careful with it. Like I I don't always put every phone in a case. I'll like throw it on a table, throw it on my couch, whatever. Um, but I haven't had that problem, so I think that speaks to uh, just how like everyone's experience right. with a device is different because it depends on how yeah. they use it. Well, and yeah. also like I remember when I reviewed the OnePlus 3,
2: um, you know, something like at that point a time, like I just didn't have kind of the knowledge and language to talk about the screen properly, right? Like um, so something that came out with the OnePlus 3, like the colors on the screen were so saturated that it just looked like hilarious like it looked like it was irradiated right in hindsight (laughs) yeah but at the time like like i intrinsically knew something was off yeah but like i didn't have the words to kind of express it at the time and you might say you know like you might critique me as a a listener and be like well why are you doing this job and like you know to that i'd say like anyone who says they're an expert is you know probably lying to you right like the socratic thing right like Um,
0: There's so many elements to a phone that it's very difficult to be an expert in everything. Audio, visual. Like, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to, all you're going to be able to do is research to your best ability and, like, say what your opinion is.
2: Right, and you also, you kind of also want to, like, review this device in somewhat of a vacuum, right? Like, you don't want to read what your colleagues are saying about it because then that colors your opinion of it. And then, you know, you're not really doing a service to your readers by regurgitating what someone else says. Like, yeah. at that point, you should be just like, hey, like, Dan Seifert at The Verge, he had a really great
1: review of the OnePlus. Go read his review, <laughs> right. Right. right? And you everybody know, like, everybody comes to review with, like, different things that they focus on a device, right? For sure. Like, one of the things I always focus on with a phone is what it looks like, uh, whereas Rose is more technically minded yeah. about things, which is great, but yeah. that's... It's, like, two different styles of doing a right. review, and I think that that's something that is sometimes lost on, uh, on on readers yeah and the
2: you know the other thing is like confirmation bias right like a lot of readers come into this um, and I'm not saying everyone but a lot of people unfortunately come into these reviews hoping for their opinion on something to be confirmed right like right you might not like the iPhone and you want to read the uh, iPhone 7 review that Patrick wrote and you want him to kind of you know destroy this phone. Right, Just because you don't like how Apple does things, and when he doesn't, then you're like, "Well, you're not doing your job, right like so these things are so complicated, which is why it's important that they get these devices out to as many people as possible <laughs> with enough time, <laughs> so that we all have great reviews <laughs> uh, but Perfect. Zach, you no. sounds like you you want to throw in something.
3: no, it's actually one topic I don't how much just wish you know they should do more quality control,
2: right, and uh yeah, mm-hmm.
0: for sure, but. I mean, is that
2: even, like, how much quality control? Like, you need to, like, the issue is, like, no matter how much quality control you do, you are never going to get it out to the amount of people that this device is going to get out to, right? Like, I do feel like the Pixel is rushed, though. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And there's other companies that can do it, right?
0: Right. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm not... I'm not an Apple person necessarily, mm. but they clearly do the testing that they need to do. But
2: even stuff slips by yeah. Apple, right? Yeah. Like, and some Zach, stuff, yeah. you replaced your iPhone 7 because of the humming issue. Yeah. Like, um,
0: But that's a relatively small issue compared to what a lot of Android OEMs like. And go. it's an issue that happens with any but,
3: piece of electronic, like, if you listen it, to your computer. But it's, it's still s- something, right? Like, there's yeah.
1: even stuff with, um, with uh, the MacBook with Touch Bar. Like, there's certain things where but the, like, the, the Touch Bar would lock up ben gate like yeah there's lots of stuff like like false you have to like
2: it's tough because you like you think about these like phones and you're like you give your consumer the benefit of doubt and they're like they're going to use it like this and then you never anticipate some of the ways people are going to use these phones (laughs) right where like some delinquent teen will come into the apple store and bend it right like what person in their right mind is going to assume that's going to happen? So what you're telling me is the next
1: Pixel is going to be much better than the first one because they're going yes. to learn from all mean, these mistakes. I mean, that's no yeah.
0: doubt, and I am excited for the next Pixel. I, mm. I
1: honestly still really like the phone. I fall in the camp where, like, I like the way that it looks, and I and I even can acknowledge, like, it is chunky, but I like that. It feels like a solid phone even though that it's thicker, uh, and I'm in the minority with that. Uh, what yeah. you're saying that. is I your like favorite Queen song is Fat Bottom Girls. So. <laughs> Only with my phones. Only yeah. with phones. But yeah. yeah, I do like what it looks like, but there's a lot of people that don't, and I and I understand that, and that's a valid that's a valid opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm ready to go back to Moto phones. For me personally, that still is the benchmark for Android quality.
3: That
2: Moto Z life. Yeah. I,
3: did, I didn't like the Pixel movie.
2: And speaking of, <laughs> uh, if it's cool with everyone, uh, is it cool if we talk about one more topic? Yes, please. Uh, okay. Um, Robin is very angry at us. Uh, but Robin's producer, producer. Robin is our producer. Yeah. For those who don't know, maybe you'll see her on camera at one point <laughs> if she decides to join our podcast. Just
0: uh, the side of her head, just yeah. briefly. Because you can
3: find this podcast on YouTube.com oh. forward slash mobile syrup. Hello.
2: Yes. Um, remember to smash that like button. Smash it. Um, right. So speaking of Moto. Hello Moto. Hello Moto. Uh, they had something to announce this uh, oh, yesterday, it made which was so wa- sad. Which yeah, made me sad too. Uh, was not the thing Android Wear 2.0 or Android Wear fans, 2.0 isn't out yet, uh, are going to be happy about, which is there's not going to be a Moto 360 next year. It's not going to launch alongside uh, Android Wear 2.0, and there may not even ever be a third-generation Moto 360. Um, What's everyone's take on this?
0: I think it's silly to give up on smartwatches before the area ever really takes off. I I don't think it's wise. Maybe taking a break. Okay, fine, uh, do it. But I truly believe in uh, the power of wearables, and I think that that field is really worth exploring. And I also think a lot of people are looking for their next Android Wear watch, and uh, Moto would be a great option.
3: Um, They made some of the best. They made the best, in in my opinion, the best looking. Yeah, it's
1: the best. It's the best looking best in terms of performance by far though the best looking Uh, minus the
3: minus the flat tire the flat tire tire. yeah
1: it's a necessary evil um
2: what's your take patrick like do you believe i mean i'm you know we've known we've known tom emmerich friend of the pod um and also uh senior editor at beta kit um for a long while and for those who don't know tom he is let's say an wearable's advocate is the best way to describe him right um how long have we known tom i'm trying to think I've known Tom since I was, before uh, I came to Mobile Syrup, so probably four or five years now. Um, and in that time, like, this wearables thing hasn't coalesced into anything really worthwhile.
3: They're so, still trying to figure out what it's for. Right? Like, right. they're
2: still trying to figure out the use case, and I don't think Android Wear 2.0 is going to deliver that unicorn where, like, it's like, this is the feature
1: that makes wearables make sense that's, to everyone. That's the thing that I think is the mistake with wearables is that people think that they're going to be like the next smartphone they don't anymore. and it's going to totally but this this was the belief before I that actually, five years ago that it was gonna i don't i don't even think five years yeah. ago i think this is part of why motorola dropped out i think that's still the belief that pe- people are waiting for the smartwatch app or the or the smartwatch or the wearable that totally changes how you live your day-to-day life yeah um, and I don't think... I, I even believe that at one point, but I don't think that that's the case anymore. I think that wearables are supplementary devices that you don't yep. need. You definitely do not need an Apple Watch. You definitely don't need a Moto 360. You don't need any of these things, um, but they're nice to have.
0: So I think it's interesting because I actually have a different view on that. Where, maybe smart smartwatches no, but I do think wearables are the future in the form of uh, AR glasses,
1: Oh totally! And so yeah, yeah, I think that yeah.
0: may eventually take over from smartphones. My okay, my dream of the future, my futuristic vision, is that everybody will have AR glasses and uh, a smart, like a smartphone but- slash smartwatch. That is one of those slap bracelets <laughs> that you just like slap onto your arm. But I'm not but joking It's at not all. even
2: glasses. It's, it's is... gonna be like ocular implants, right? Like yeah. it's, well, it's a mistake or to is, think okay. that we're gonna wear wearables, they're gonna be in us. Is like I think the...
1: I don't
0: think it's I think it's a it's a tier. It's a what was that? A stage in the yeah. evolution.
1: Black mirror, there's an episode where they get like an ocular implant that records mm-hmm. everything that they do, and then there's like augmented reality overlays. That that's yeah, scary stuff. Scary stuff. But I mean I, I totally agree with that too i sometimes forget that um augmented reality and vr headsets are considered a wearable right um so i do believe that that's the future i i think just with like fitness bands and smart watches that they're not like they're not going to change your life you don't need this thing but it's really nice to have like i really like like i i enjoy having some kind of a wearable on for notification purposes i don't use apps for the most part um so, I mean, I kind of get why Motorola bowed out because mm-hmm. I don't think it evolved into what they wanted. It still makes me sad because it's, it's the best Android Wear watch you out know. there. So, um,
2: I guess broader question is, like, what happens to Android Wear? Like, you know, there was, I don't know if you'd call it hype going into IO that 2.0 was going to be announced. Yep. It got delayed into the next year. Most manufacturers skipped releasing a new Android Wear device this year uh, just so that they could wait for Android Wear 2.0. But now you have Motorola, which I think, in my mind at least, and I think everyone else here agreed, made the best Android Wear watches. Um, that's not coming. Um, you also, Samsung is not doing anything with what they've said. Well, yeah, yet. I think that's just interesting. Launched the it's that yeah. it's,
0: Samsung is cornering the market now. With but Tizen. With Tizen. And people used to laugh at Tizen, but Tizen, the, the Tizen that exists now, Is actually quite polished and quite good.
2: And I actually preferred, like, the simplicity of the Gear S2 when I used it, right? Like, it was a very simplistic, like, it did not try to do um, uh, too much, right? Whereas, like, or it didn't try to replace your phone. It was just like, here is a watch, and it can do these couple of cool things, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, oh, exactly. I mean, the Tizen watches that I've used have been fairly intuitive. Um, They've been simple but with enough features that you need and want uh the apps are definitely lacking um but honestly i think samsung's gonna run away with the fitness tracking and uh, smartwatch market and everybody else in the the android uh industry just seems to be or the android side of the industry seems to be just letting that happen
1: yeah i i mean i i th- I think smartwatches are still going to be around. Um, I don't think we're going to be writing about them, probably, as much as we once were. I don't think there's going to be as many of them, mm-hmm. but I think they're, they're still going to be a thing. I think it's an established f- form of a tech device, um, but th- they definitely didn't become what some of these companies expected them to become. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say.
3: I'd almost say it has a, an extended early adopter stage.
1: That's true. <laughs> right? Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, but... You know, to pedal back for two seconds in terms of what Pat was saying in terms of <clears throat> that the smartwatch won't change your life, I beg to differ. And I beg to differ that maybe not, it won't change it now. Well, uh, sorry, for a lot of people, it will change your life now. But I think down the road that we have the potential with this wearable to change lives. And and the research is already being done in terms of um, being able to check blood glucose levels and stuff like that mm-hmm. without uh, breaking. So if you think of your... I'm not sure the stages, but I have a friend who she wears a pump for her diabetes and if she could see her levels on her wrist or if we Mm -hmm. can track heart rate in, in a point that where we can see and warn somebody that there's potential that they may have a heart attack so that they can take the preventative steps at that time to make those changes or even send this data to their doctor. Which Apple's kind of doing in the states, but with uh, very little. There's, there's data.
1: rumors about them doing all kinds of stuff like that yeah. before the Apple Watch got announced. I, I I forgot about that. yet. the the health the health side of things. There's definitely some space for mm-hmm. for, for life changing things. But
0: almost a, a fitness tracker slash a health tracker is almost different from a smartwatch. Um, you could roll it into one, but it's you know I don't know if the, just because the health thing will be successful. I don't know if that means that the rest of the features on the phone or on the device will be successful.
3: I, I think for it to be, you need the computational power that can be housed in a smart watch, and it can't be housed in a basic fitness tracker. Because if it is, you're going to have a massive fitness tracker,
0: right. You're
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, most fitness trackers, all they're doing is tracking stats. Yeah. Right, which is pretty. As kind of computational uh, functions go, that's pretty on the low end, right? Right.
0: Yeah, and there are definitely doubts to how uh, accurate heart rate sensors are right now. I I guess you're probably right that it's like a long adoption period where they have to kind of work on getting those the accuracy levels for health information oh, yeah. to a better well that's plate. why none
3: of these devices are approved by yeah. the FDA. like they don't have to go through fda approval right right so they're because they're not medical devices right now so right
2: and you also see kind of you see the market now in this extended phase kind of shrinking right like pebble just is probably going to get bought by the end of this week by fitbit yeah you know um
3: jawbone's going out of, well Sorry, they're not going out of business, but, but they're, they're, trying ha- to they're having a very hard time right now.
2: And they're trying to sell themselves, yeah. right? Like, So, I don't know. We'll see. On that note, uh, we've taken up so much of your time, dear listeners. Um, so, we're just going to go into our shout-outs. Uh, I hope everyone brought a good one, starting with Mr. Zachary Gilbert. Uh, no, Rose, you can go for it.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I he he was...
2: complains about <laughs> me skipping him at the start, and then he doesn't have a shout-out. <laughs>
0: I would love to shout out to my boy, my brand, my gal, um, Nokia. Because Nokia is coming back with an Android smartphone or two um, this upcoming year. And that's really exciting. I mean, Nokia used to be one of the dominant players in the mobile market. Like at the beginning of things, it was Nokia and Motorola that really um, dueled it out. So, I mean, it would just be fun to see that brand again. Uh, obviously, it's not really the same company. Like, it's being the the phones are being designed by HMD and being produced by Foxconn. Um, so it's kind of just a puppet of what it used to be. But it's still exciting that we're gonna see new Nokia Android smartphones.
2: Zach, it looks like you. Yeah, of I have
3: my shirt on. It's a Disney so... movie, written. I actually was going to do because I like doing movies every time, maybe not every time, but Mohano, But it was a good movie. Anyways, sure. um, what my shout out is: we're working on our holiday guide right now, and the product that I didn't think I'd be so thrilled about, but I am, is a robot cat litter box. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and uh, you'll see it on the on the hol- holiday guide. Um, but it's a robot litter box, and it's like uh, it looks like um looks like a cement truck. The cat goes into it and it just starts rotating with no, no, like it. excited. My cat's like, no, and then it collects all the waste and stuff and makes my life easier. So it's a really enjoyable experience.
1: My, my shout-out goes to um, Capcom Vancouver for Dead Rising 4, uh, which mm-hmm. I've been playing for the last little bit. I'm going to do like a mini review of it. Can't really say yet how I feel about the game because of embargoes. Um, but I did a key, uh, cool interview with the studio head, going to do a story about that. Um, and so far it's, it's been good. It's been good. Nice. That's my shout out. Uh, my shout out goes to professor Noam Chomsky.
2: Watch the video that he, uh, that, uh, Al Jazeera posted, uh, with an interview with him. Still keeping, uh, the left vital. Somewhat <laughs> in this. No Noam. No, I hope we have you for another 10 years at least
0: and as a guest on the
2: podcast oh that would be amazing (laughs) on that note thank you for listening guys Uh, we'll see you next week um, and have an amazing weekend see ya peace bye bye
1: This episode of the Syrupcast is sponsored by SAP. With sensors streaming millions of data points from our cars, cribs, smart meters, and manufacturing floors, we have the information to make better spontaneous decisions. Join a webcast on December 6th with Internet of Things expert Michael Martin as he explores the opportunities in our connected world.